You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Recording in progress. I hate that Zoom does that. It messes up the natural flow of my conversation with my man, Kelly. How am I going to get you talking about the political elites in your prime of it? You're talking about like all the conspiracy theories. And then I can't get into it because it goes recording in progress. I'm like, you fucked me, Zoom. <laughs> you screwed me over. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's a and great yes. way to start a podcast. <laughs> Dude, this is a great way to start a day, okay? I got a dentist appointment in like an hour and a half, two hours, and I took a volume last night, dude, so I could sleep because I don't sleep well at night usually, and I'm like your, groggy this morning. What's wrong with your teeth? Dying. Everything. Well, so I have I suffer from a I suffer from a disease called uh, gastroparesis. Um, and it's something that's kind of self-inflicted. I did this to myself like years ago as a child, as a kid, not as a child, as a, as a youth, as a part an, of your intestine doesn't work. Yeah. So I throw up a lot. I get very sick in the mornings and, um, the, excuse me, I have a mustache hair that is fucking with me. And so I get sick in the mornings and then that uh, the, the stomach acids have dissolved all the enamel off my teeth. I'm sorry. Before you get into this serious topic, you said a mustache hair was in your mouth. So I was like, your dentist will be able to find that for you. Uh, right. Oh, no, I would never like that. That would be horrible. Dentist looking in your mouth and find mustache hairs all stuck in your teeth. I don't like it when they clean your teeth and she's like, I'm going to clean your teeth. And it sounds like they're cracking and crushing mm. your teeth down. I'm like, I'm like, that doesn't, it hurts. It doesn't mm. sound good. Your sounds like you're grating my teeth down and trying to make it white by getting to the inner layer. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, dude, I have a strong aversion to dentists to begin with. Um, and so I'm just, you know, I, they give me like anti-anxiety medications and stuff before I go in, which is why I took the volume last night. And then I'll take some Ativan this morning. And what's weird about this, man, this whole experience is like, so I go in and I see the dentist and it's the first time I've been able to see a dentist in two years because of like the whole COVID thing, obviously. And they're like, oh, you know, and so I go in, I see the dentist, we have a conversation and I discuss the fact that, you know, I have this dental anxiety and that I'm going to need some sort of medication. And he's like, yeah, no problem. I'll get that called into the pharmacy for you and whatnot. Well, on Wednesday, so my, my dentist appointment is today, this last Wednesday, um, call in to check on my prescription and it's not there. It's not ready. And I'm like, oh, hmm. okay. So I call the dental clinic and they're like, yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. It's not your treatment plan. And I'm like, okay, well, then I need to consult with the dentist before this, <clears throat> before my appointment. And they're like, oh, no, blah, blah. So I call back the following day and they're like, well, he's not, the dentist isn't in. And I'm like, okay, so it's like Friday. It's, this is Thursday and tomorrow will be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So no business gets conducted on the weekend at, at a pharmacy, in case you don't know. And um, I'm just like, well, I need, you know, I need to get this medication. And then they start treating me like I'm some sort of junkie, right? Mm. Like, well, we'll talk to the director. We'll see if we can help you out. Blah, blah, blah. This isn't in your treatment plan. And I don't know why you're asking for this medication and blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I'm asking, what I'm asking for is 
to Ativan for the day of my of my appointment. I usually take one an hour before I go in and one when I arrive. And that kind of puts me in like the the zone to be like I can I can have somebody pulling teeth or messing with my teeth without wanting to punch them in their face. <clears throat> I mean, dental work is not a natural thing. Having somebody get into your face and start like scraping and poking and 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 pulling and yanking shit out, that's not something that we're accustomed to, you know. I mean it's not it's not a natural part of our life. It's not a normal thing. And so experiencing a little anxiety over something like that is not an uncommon issue. So I'm like, okay, you know, like the dentist isn't in So they like, okay, we'll talk to the director. Well, then they wind up getting me a prescription for Valium for the night before. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not what I fucking want. I want something for the day of my, you know, I've talked to my, you know, pharmacist about it and talking to my, my, you know, uh, my, my PCP about it and stuff. And they're like, yeah, that's not going to help out. You know what I mean? That's, that's the night before the anxiety comes the day of you said talking to my pcp about it i was like you talk to the drug pcp like hey before i go and inject you, <laughs> can i just that? it's funny because i used to shit on uh like i think people shit on pharmacy people all the time because they're handing out these drugs and people have a really bad issue like with pills of course take pills are horrible why does this have to be the fix we should find better and alternative methods to do so because these things could be so addicting i mostly didn't like my pharmacy because my pharmacy every time i go in there they're all pissed off people just like oh, what do you want and i'm like i would like to pick up my prescription it'll be ready in an hour i'm like but it's i called an hour ago you said that an hour ago i haven't fucking filled it yet it's like okay and then you just come <laughs> back but then like i guess i don't know if it's because the medication i take is like an intestinal like medication they saw it and they go dan this kid's in his 20s and he's taking this it's like we usually get older people that take this i'm like uh, and they just started treating me nice but i remember the one time after my dentist appointment i had got got a prescription for opioids like the fucking tough ones because my whole tooth was like just cracked and then i had it they were closed it was around christmas time we talked so that whole fucking time i couldn't get it done they weren't opened on christmas and they weren't gonna open so i was in this they gave me enough pills to make it to when they were open again and i walked in there to go pick up the prescription they just looked at me like scared like i don't want to give you this because this is how people get addicted and you're in your 20s and i'm like that's when i started to look at them like oh shit at least some of them actually give a shit when it comes to like society is run off of a fucking pill sadly it really sucks and it's like it also pisses me off about westerns why do they always have good fucking teeth it's like you had no fucking dental health care oh yeah dude yeah no there was absolutely no good teeth in the 1800s <laughs> bash <laughs> your fucking hell? head on a rock <clears throat> right man Dude, so like going back to the whole opioid thing, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I get it. You know, there's an op opioid pandemic. Pandemic, is that a good word for it? Epidemic in the United States and probably worldwide and whatever, you know. It's Panama! <laughs> it's because people want to self-govern and don't know how to exercise self-control over things like drugs. So, you know, and I get it. Okay, you know, if I can see if I was calling in and I was like, "Look, man, you know, I got this. I got this appointment on Monday, and I need 80, 180 milligram oxycontins before I get there." Jeez. You know what I mean? There might be some sort. There might be some sort of indication that, oh, this guy might be med seeking. But I'm like, hey, you know what? I've been here before. This is not my first time at this clinic. I have a, a, a history with this clinic. They should have notes someplace showing that, like, the doctor who worked with me before, like, 
uh, doctor, I don't know. Anyway, I started this procedure several years ago. Um, but then, of course, you know, the pandemic hit. And then, like I said, you know, it's been two years since I've been able to get in. And so that we're going to finally start finishing up this procedure that's, that's just, medically necessary. I just picture and, a note that's left in there when they when you say, go check the notes. I, you see, I've been here before. And they check the notes and it says, guy was wearing a muffin on a drill press T-shirt. Do not let him have any of our drugs. Right. You know, like, what the fuck, dude? It's weird. <sighs> it's weird how much of a... Of a of a fight they put up with this for me. And so I, you know, I get through, I, I, I go to the pharmacy, you know, like they call me and they say, okay, you know, like, well, the director has finally approved, like, you know, some anti-anxiety medication for you. So I get to the pharmacy and they're like, oh, yeah, it's a Valium for the night before. And I'm like, okay, well, what about the Ativan for the day of? Cause that's what I'm, you know, again, like my anxiety is the day of, not i'm not you know i do suffer from anxiety the night before and the week before and the month before you know what i mean when i'm going to the dentist but it starts to like really build you know like the day of the appointment and so oh my god dude these You're people and so Jesus. dude i am like dude they did nothing but drive my anxiety even further with this whole bullshit so finally you know i started talking to the pharmacist and i'm like okay well this is the deal well then you know, like they were supposed to give me a prescription for this. And they were like, well, they didn't. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's, this, this needs to happen. Like, this is what I was told by a doctor. And now everybody in this, like everybody on the business end of this clinic is trying to fight me about it. And then everybody on the pharmacy end of the clinic is trying to fight me about it. So she's like, well, I'll call the doctor and see what we can get done. And I'm like, okay, well you do that. In the meantime, I get a phone call from somebody in their scheduling department is like, we, well, we're here calling to confirm your appointment for Monday. And I'm like, oh, here's the deal. I'm not confirming the appointment for Monday because I don't know if I'm going to have the medication available that I need to make it to the appointment. And so, you know, it's kind of pointless to go ahead and confirm the appointment if you guys aren't going to treat me the way that we've, you know, that was planned. And so then they, you know, here it is, this whole rigmarole again, like, like, Oh, you're a drug addict and you're like, I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm asking for two half milligrams of anti-anxiety medication. If I was really fucking med seeking, you think I would be coming to the fucking dentist office asking for two fucking pills? In all honesty, like where this clinic is, I could walk across the street row and probably within like knock on three or four doors and get better drugs than they have at the fucking pharmacy anyway. And I, all of them that I want. You I know what I mean? I think it's... I think it's <laughs> You got to look at their perspective too. how many times has someone came in trying to scam them for drugs or something like that. I've witnessed in like my own pharmacy of some person going in there and faking and everything sounding like it's lining up to wanting just to seek drugs because you're addicted to something. I mean, opioids sure, in my town. I get that. Kelly, let me talk. Mm. I'd let you rant for 20 fucking minutes. I can get one <laughs> word in. I'm um, just saying I agree with what you're saying. Okay. <clears throat> thank you. Just nod your head. That's okay. Um, <laughs> it's a podcast. But, People can't hear that. Uh, but they can. <laughs> um, but an aspect of like, I mean, opioids riddled all the way through my town. It's the main reason I went to school for chemical dependency. And you start to realize it's just the easiest fix, the simple one that's like a band aid is giving somebody a pill. The issue is what I don't like is like, there's no process of getting you off of it. It's just constant prescriptions until, you know, eventually you die, I guess. But the aspect of like, you don't even want it sometimes. And then they offer it to you and then you get hooked on it. And then they make it impossible for you to fucking get 
because you'll do anything to make that fucking pain go away. But they make it damn near impossible for you to keep getting it to make sure the pain doesn't fucking come back. Because then once you know what the pain is like when it's gone after you've had it and it comes back, you'll do anything to stop that because it is the worst thing in the fucking world. It's like going back to square one again instead of getting used to it. Sure, absolutely. You know, and I've, I've played the drug addiction game in my life off and on, you know what I mean, when I was a youth, but I'm 45 years old and I've kind of, you know, grown past that and whatnot. And, you know, obviously the pharmacist doesn't know that and the fucking medical director doesn't know that, but that's why the doctor sat down and had this conversation with me for like an hour, you know, during the consultation and made the decision that, yes, I'll go ahead and give you this prescription because I don't think you're a fucking med seeking fucking drug addict because you're asking for two fucking half milligram pills of fucking Ativan for anxiety, which you know what I mean? <clears throat> so, and, and that's why they have you consult with a doctor so he can like make a determination. You know what I mean? Like check your physical. And so like, but the way that they can treat you over here, like, okay, so the doctor was supposed to prescribe this. He didn't. So now I'm having, I'm experiencing some anxiety, right? So how does a person with anxiety act? Well, they act like a wait. fucking drug addict. This is right? you with anxiety? <clears throat> yeah. This, this is me is... stressed out. Oh, okay. Like, my say, this mostly seems like you're angry. I don't call that anxiety. I well, I am angry because of the anxiety. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's kind of a cycle here. Um, the more anxious I get about the situation, the more angry I get about the situation. The whole thing has finally been resolved. But the fact of the matter was, it took me 72 hours to fucking get approval for two anti-anxiety medications, or pills, not even medications, like two pills for anti-anxiety for a fucking dentist dental dental appointment and i had it's to like, search up what anxiety was i know i thought i had it at one point and then i met someone that i worked with who like was like i'm nervous about this this this, this. i was like i got nerves really bad but i think mine's just depression because my what i thought was anxiety must be depression because i don't see any like anxiety talking about sticking a gun in your mouth right no you know when i get anxiety like my anxiety symptoms are usually like elevated um heart rate um I get stressed out inside. I don't have a whole lot of physical symptoms. I don't start like twitching and ticking and like. Uh, Mine is a voice in the back of my head that goes, somebody better suck my dick. Somebody better <laughs> suck it right now. Or I'm going to ram my car into a tree. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just consider him. Look, he's thinking of my future. He wants my future to extend. And he sees that if there's no possible transaction where somebody sucks my dick, I have to ram it into a tree. I'm just joking that. Kind of partly, I just don't want people to be like, someone needs to call 911 on this kid. All right. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I get it, though. You know what I mean? I know what you're saying there. And it's like, you know, for me, the anxiety is very much like all internal. I don't exhibit a whole lot of like outward physical symptoms of anxiety, but I'm the same way with like physical pain. You know, like I broke my leg, went to the ER or my ankle, went to the ER. And they're like, well, what's your level of pain? And I'm like, I'd say about a nine. And they're like, oh, hmm. You look they look at the fucking face chart and they measure where your face is on the thing. Exactly. With the emojis on the back. And they're like, oh, no, you're not at a nine. You're like at a one. And now we're not going to give you Tylenol that's for a your 10. fucking broken leg. That's a 10. Is right. you're like, <laughs> and you got the X's on your fucking. How do I make my eyes to where they're like X's on the thing? Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's but like, it's, you know. It, 
because I experience pain in a different way than other people. When I go to the hospital and I am in pain and they're like, oh, nah, you're not in enough pain yet. You're not bawling. They're not tears. Where's the blood? You know, like, what the fuck, man? Like, Kean Peel did a sketch on that on Mad TV. He was like, shot in the head, shot in the head. And she goes, sir, you'll have to wait in line. He's like, I was shot in the head. And then throughout the thing, he's like bleeding blood all from his head, like spurting. <laughs> and she goes, shot in the head, you're next. And he goes, looks around because he forgot where, who he was and he looks around <laughs> mr president that's you broken foot or something like that he picks up a guy with a broken foot and carries him <laughs> dude that's legit man so i have a friend who worked in the healthcare system up here for a while and she told me that there's a mandatory eight hour wait time when you enter the emergency the emergency room here that like if you are not in a life-threatening situation, like if you're if you're not experiencing a heart attack or stroke, um, and or don't have like a, a gunshot wound, you're gonna wait in the like you come in for a broken arm, let's say, um, or you come in for you know like I don't feel well, I'm sick, I got you know whatever, and the in order for them to make sure that you actually need or want medical help they make you wait for eight hours before you can be seen <clears throat> because most people will leave the er like in six hours is what the statistics are if you have an eight hour wait so that's how they determine whether or not you really need medical help is if you're willing to wait eight hours to get it what the fuck <laughs> it's pretty smart wow. though in my opinion because i've been sitting in an emergency room before and i've been sitting there like oh my god and it's been like a three hour wait or something and i was like i'd rather just go fucking home this is a waste of my fucking day i'm in pain i'll go take some pain pills or whatever that's the issue though is then it just funnels you into taking pain pills it's like I get it because the process, it kind of balances itself out, but it also, it needs to be done a little bit better too. The whole factor is it's never, it's not, I know it's not supposed to be fun going to an emergency room, but it's also not to be so damn stressful where people that actually might need some help have to just fucking leave because they can't deal with it anymore. Right. You know, like when I go to the ER, dude, first of all, I fucking hate doctors. And whenever I go to the ER, dude, it's because I need like, I I'm, I'm I need worried. it. <laughs> yes, you know, like I'm I'm in need of stitches. I'm in need of something, you know, major because I can't control this myself or do whatever, you know, take care of it myself. And you know, to be treated like garbage, you know, not just garbage. It's not even garbage, man. It's like dude, there's a major there's a major situation in my city, and I I'm afraid to even. Talk about it, but are you wearing a hat or a do rag? A do rag. I about to say I've been wondering that. I kept thinking it was a do rag from like your very first episode. So thank God we yeah. addressed it. Yep, I always wear do rags. I very rarely wear a hat, but once in a while. Where do you get them? Um, the pharmacy? I yeah, actually. Next to the <laughs> pantyhose. Exactly. <laughs> so it's yeah, like it's CVS. Good. It's like, hey, do you know where the AA batteries are? They're right next to the beach chairs. It's like, okay, well, um, where are the beach chairs next to? They're next. They're right next to the lacrosse sticks. You're like, what the fuck? Where am I right now? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, speaking of AA batteries, I have a funny story about AA batteries. I was in the dollar store the other day picking up whatever it was I was picking up. I don't even recall, but. There was Wait, a, a do you long... actually not recall or do you just not want to tell me? I don't recall what it was, man. It was like, so I had gone out that day and bought some like, Preparation art stuff. Another, no, it was, I want to say it was these little like tin trucks with a rope on it maybe that I was going to do some engraving on or something Should have like just not said it. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so 
I don't recall exactly what it was. That might have been it or may not have been. But I was standing there in line, and it was a pretty long line. And I'm watching. I'm like, there's two lines going. And the guy in the line next to me here, or it's a couple of lines over, you know what I mean? But, you know, the, the next one is open. He's going through this whole, like, thing, and he's like, it's like he's on dope, man. Like, he's just, like, tweaking balls. He's like, ah, like, bouncing around and telling the lady, like, as he's ringing up stuff, oh, I got to go back and get 10 flashlights. Hold on a second. And then he goes and gets 10 flashlights. And he puts them up there, and as she's ringing up the flashlights, he's like, but don't I need batteries for these? And what size batteries do I need? And so she looks at the package, and she's all triple A's. So there's double A's at the register, but no triple A's. So he reaches up and grabs a bunch of double A's and throws them on the counter. And she's like, those aren't triple A's. Those are double A's. And he's all, oh, well, we're, what's a triple A? And she's all, well, that's a smaller battery. And, you know, you go right here at the end of the aisle and there's a bunch right there. And he's like, oh, so like this whole rigmarole, man. And this is, it's kind of, you know, funny or whatever, dude. But after he purchases his stuff, which came to like $189 and fucking something cents at the dollar fucking Jesus store, Christ. okay, where every item is a dollar. Do those flashlights glow in the dark? Dude, I don't know what the fuck they do. They, they made him retarded or something, though, because he comes around the corner and like he looks at me as he starts to leave the store. And then there's like this attractive blonde woman there um, who's about to leave the store who would just. Oh, my God. It's the best pickup line. He throws the flashlights at her and says, you light up my life. No. Damn it. He looks at her and says, are you from California? And she says, no. And like California doesn't have like what, 30 million fucking people in it. So he's like, are you from California? And she's like, no. And he's like, oh, I'm from San Jose and blah, 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 all this bullshit. And she's like looking at him like he's crazy. And he's like, and you look really familiar to me. And she's like, sorry. And then walks out of the store. And I kind of chuckled about it, right? So that like got his attention at me. And he fucking looks at me and he's all, let me ask you a question. And I was all, feel free, ask me all the questions you want. And he's all, that respirator you're wearing, does that pr protect you from viruses and this and that and the other? And will it stop biological warfare? And can you stop nuclear warfare? And I was like, wait, what? I looked at him and I said, what does that have to do with anything, man? I said, can I ask you a question? And he said, what's that? And I said, aren't you the guy who just had to ask the difference between AAA and AA batteries from the girl at the register next to me? And he just kind of looked at me and I was like, yeah, dude, shut the fuck up and don't even talk to me anymore. And then turned around and conducted my business. But I couldn't believe that. I was like, what do you like? What, if, what kind of drugs are you on that you just like fucking all of them, all of them. Dude, he would have to be on that PCP, bro. <laughs> He's consulting with his PCP today. I think PCP is um, probably better than bath salts. At least you don't have a dude eating your face in the middle of like aisle 10 where the fucking light up night nikes or whatever are sitting in the fucking corner dude i'm surprised he wasn't trying to that was the next step i was like what is wrong with you dude like let me do that again because that was a terrible one to light up nikes yes that was maybe terrible. he was eating your face in aisle 10 while you're sitting next to the inflatable couch cushions better i was thinking about the glow-in-the-dark flashlights since we were in the dollar store and that's what he was buying that's what there are flashlights that glow in the dark so you can be able to find it yes take three so Maybe he's eating your aisle, he's your face off in aisle 10 next to the glow-in-the-dark flashlights. I had a couple questions of your story. One, who the fuck doesn't know what triple A's are? But then I answered it myself by saying, I also don't know, like, my battery knowledge goes to where they hit the little small circular ones. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that one is. That one goes in, like, Furbies and shit. That's where he should have been. Where are the triple A batteries? Next to the fucking Furbies. And you're like, where are the fucking Furbies? Well, they're next to our inflatable pool noodles. You're like, oh, shit. Where am I? What kind of store is this? <laughs> <laughs> the 
Caustics and the Wicked Playable Couch Cushions are all at the end of aisle 10. I wonder if he asked you, like, sir, you look like a man that could eat a muffin on a drill press. Have you ever stuck a AAA battery in a taco? Do you know, I could have dealt with that conversation way better than the fucking dumb shit he approached me with. <sighs> you think all with right. all the conversations we had, you'd be, a, you'd be prepared to deal with a person on meth. Dude, I'm not prepared to deal with anybody anymore these days, dude, because the people out there are like worse than people on meth. I was just about to bring that up. Like 2021, 2020 was crazy, man. 2021 is insane off the fucking charts because just like the things like, so the big thing in 2020, it seemed like was if you walked into a store and somebody wasn't wearing a mask, everybody was fucking mask bashing you, you know, Oh, where's your mask? You're killing grandma. Yeah, dude. So, and now in 2021, because all of a sudden we have a vaccine or an alleged vaccine or some sort of shot you can take, the magical miracle cure, and nobody wants to wear a mask now. Now when you walk into a store with a mask, everybody's like, oh, oh why are you wearing a mask? And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you people fucking stupid? Like, you're the same person that fucking six months ago was telling me, why aren't you wearing a mask? Now you're like, why are you wearing that mask? Make up your mind, man. You know, I waited my whole life to fucking be able to wear a mask in public. Now that they've said I can do it, I am likely to never stop. I, can, I don't give a fuck. I can, Whether it works or not, I don't care. I, I can, like wearing a mask. I can give you an answer to that. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> I, can I get a, a translator? <laughs> um, I don't know, man. People see something and they want to run with it. Like, imagine if an article came out saying cocaine stops coronavirus because your nose, your nose is too plugged up with white powder. There you go. It comes to the next thing. You start seeing people dressed up as Scarface and trying to mug other people on the street. Dude, they did it with bleach, man. There were people who were injecting bleach into their bodies. There were people who were fucking. Who did? Uh, who? Like four people? Well, it doesn't matter if it's one person, four people, as long as the number wasn't zero, then somebody did that shit. Here's how you know about society is that there is a disease that is named you can only get it. Well, it's like one of a couple ways, but the most common case is somebody eating brain tissue. You can only get this type of disease like mad yes. cow disease when you mm -hmm. eat brain tissue or human spinal tissue. Someone right. fucking did that and they had to put a name for it. Yes, exactly. It's like warning labels on shit, man. Like one person does something really fucking stupid, like takes their fucking hair dryer into the bathtub with them and turns it on underwater to try and heat it up the water when it got cold and fucking electrocuted themselves. And so now there's a fucking warning label that says, do not take your hair dryer into the fucking bathtub with you. No shit. Seriously? Okay. When I was a kid, I tried to grab my stereo and I also tried to put it in the shower and I realized I was just going to electrocute myself. Well, you know, kids do dumb things like that, but that's, I mean, now they have shower stereos. They actually now have shower stereos. You they, too many people were fucking doing it. They're like, we got to find yes. a way to stop these kids from trying to listen to Katy Perry in the shower. Because I can't take a shower without fucking distraction, without some sort of fucking entertainment. I sometimes put my phone in on the sink and then I listen to something while I'm in the shower because after 30 minutes, all I'm hearing is my thoughts saying, just somebody better suck my dick. Before you run yourself into a tree or bash see, my head into the shower handle. So I saw the saddest picture yesterday running around on the internet. And I don't know what exactly was going on here, but it looked like 
a museum quality General Lee had been stolen and smashed into a tree on purpose. <clears throat> and that made me kind of sad. Did it, um, didn't it make you sad that the Dukes of Hazard movie used like 50 General Lees and just beat the shit out of all the General Lees? Well, the show, the show itself, they used over 326 model. Uh, 26 That's cars a fucking that waste of cars. But you know what? It was worth it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that <laughs> it was. good of a movie. No, the show. The show uh, was. The show was that good of a movie. Was I, that I, good say, of I haven't seen the show. I've only seen the, the remake with Johnny Knoxville. Uh, see the the original show, and it has some cool qualities in it. And there's a lot of like discussion about that in today's modern society with all the cancel culture going on. And they've tried to fucking like, you know, talk shit about the General Lee. But really, what the fact the fact of the matter is that the show was a good show. It, it had a lot of good family qualities in it. And sure, it was filmed at a time when weird things were. You know, it was in the '80s, the '70s, the early '80s, and you know, it seemed like it was a thousand years ago. Whenever you look at the way that people's behavior was during that time so you know i get like some of the some of the aspects of like the cancel culture because of it because that's just the way things were back in those days it seems um and but the simple fact of the matter remains that you know it's a good quality show i i i bought the entire series recently i watched it as a kid growing up and i hadn't watched it in a lot of years but as you know you know like part of my my world is the general league you know obviously on my instagram page i I build general lees for people and uh, scale oh, models. You just got me canceled. Thank you. Yeah. Well, cancel culture. Well, you got yourself canceled the other day, dude. Okay. You, you want to talk about the, that thing that you sent me yesterday about that moron who was like, oh, oh episode 802 and blah, blah, blah. And all you do is interview white people. He's and not all, a moron. I, so, he's not a moron. I get it because if you checked it, like maybe like the past like six or seven episodes and didn't decide to dig any farther than seven episodes, you're going to see like, Oh, he just has white people on. I don't try to, I message pages and I have friends on and stuff like that. I'm I, have, to talk dude, to I, I message people all the time and they're like, Hey, you want to talk to my buddy Robbie? And people don't want to be involved with stuff, man. They don't want to get, I thought you were going to say don't people don't involved. like me. I'm like, what did I do? No, no I got There's a lot of people actually who do like you. A lot of my friends are like, man, you know, I love listening to the episodes with you and Robbie and blah, blah, blah this and that, the other. But the simple fact of the matter is they don't want to come on the show because they don't want to publicize the way they feel about things. They don't want to make a political statement. They don't want to, we can you know, talk about it. whatever. It's just, sorry. Well, I, I get upset that. about a lot of shit and a lot of shit that happens is like corporations and all this mistreatment of people. You're the one episode that made me fucking cry. When you talked about the kid that put bleach on his skin and tried to wash off his skin color. That made me so sad that some kids out there doing that. And you know, there's it's, it's an issue. I have, I care about people. You know, I try my Absolutely. hardest to be a good person, but everybody just wants to put you in a slot and a peg and shit. And I'm like, God, mm -hmm. I don't know what, what do you want me to do? I'm honestly thinking about ending the show because it's getting too hard to get guests on. I hope that never happens. <clears throat> I will come on and be your filler guest anytime that you need a spot filled. Um, what do you think you're I doing now? You think I want to talk to you? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love you. You know that. No, but I get it. You know what I mean? And it is, it's frustrating, dude. There are a lot of days that I'm out there and I'm, you know, like doing my, making my grind and my hustle. And I'm like, dude, I just want to quit this shit. Cause there are people out there who are make no, making no effort whatsoever. And that are just excelling at life. And not only are some people not making any effort, some people are doing like the anti-effort and excelling at life. And I'm out here making a hustling grind. I'm, you know, I've dated myself earlier, but when I said I was 45, 
but you know maybe i'm just not relevant to today's world you know maybe i'm some sort of relic or antique or dinosaur or whatever you want to call it but i like to think that i'm pretty you know business savvy and i've just stopped making the impact in the world that i want to make on some days and so it's a struggle it's like I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to make the effort. I don't want to, you know, I just cancel myself, cancel my social media, cancel my shit and just go book myself a fucking nine to five at the fucking, thank you, come again. Thank you, come again. But you know what? Honestly, man, when I stop and I really put that into perspective, I'm not a low frequency filler individual. Okay. There are 7.4 billion low frequency filler individuals out there. And I'm not that man. I can't do that. I can't be that and I'm not going to and I'm not going to let that I'm not going to let that low frequency filler mentality beat me down and I hope you don't either man. I hope that you find a way to overcome that struggle and you know it's it's daily man. I know it is. I, I kind of want to see what happens cuz I know I'm getting grays in my beard and gray in my hair. And it turns out that someone in my family, I didn't know, I thought everyone got it in their 70s. One person, my grandma, got it when she was 25. And I'm curious to see, like, you get to watch my transition. And then if I go to, like, episode 1000 or past that, and you get to see all my hair is just gone white. Like, hey, you get to sl slowly see Rob turn into an old ass on camera. <laughs> and it's the stress, probably. You know what it is? It's probably the stress of doing these things in your life. I would you know, consider it a thousand times easier if someone got me guests for me, but then there's the issue too, is I need to have the connection with the person that I'm talking to. I need to set it up and know who I am. If someone just told me, Hey, you got a podcast in 10 minutes, it wouldn't work out because I need to know who this person is as well too. I want to talk to them about things and I don't have a good jumping off point. If I can't just see like a picture of them, I need to know, like, is this person, are they going to fucking, or do they like one of this, uh, you know, uh, blue mountain state, that show. Mm-hmm. You know, Alan Richardson, who plays dad. Yep. He immediately started like calling out a bunch of people that like were talking about like the Confederate flag and Southern things. And he says, you're all pieces of shit and everything like that. And then someone commented, like my, my family's from the South, you know, the Confederate flag doesn't mean slavery to us. It means something different. And he screenshotted it, put it up on his Instagram and said, tell this person to go fuck themselves. He got a bunch of people to basically go after this person where I had to unfollow him. I'm like, I'm not that type of person. Like I get right. it. If you learn something that you don't like and your whole entire group all agrees with everything that you say, but I also got to say, like, there's not people out here that are like, I don't think there's anybody that I've come across that are trying to be like white people only. Nobody's ever said that, that I've come across. I'm not a racist and I've never seen that type of shit. And I'd say something if I saw somebody say that. But people don't care. People want to, you know, all these platforms, they want to point out all the absurdities mm -hmm. and make it seem like it's a common thing. Look, people talk about cops being an asshole. My town was trending not even a week ago on ocean city because a, a 18 year old kid got tasered for vaping. And then everyone saw the video of the kid getting vaping. First of all, there's a couple things about that video. Everyone pointed out the guy's skin color. And then they also took that video and another one that happened, like I think in September or something. And they were like, see, even the cop need them. And I'm like, if you look, it's two different people on the ground, but you just see this like an angle and then a different angle. And I'm like, if you live in this town, 
those are 20 streets apart from each other. And they happened at two different times. The fucking weather outside is different, but everyone just saw that. Like, look, they're kneeing him. And it's like, that's a separate video. The kid got tasered because he went to go pull his backpack off. And it looked like he was reaching behind him without even saying anything like, Hey, I'm going to do this, which I would have done the same thing. And they would have tasered me, but no, it wouldn't have gotten publicity because nobody's looking for a white guy that gets tasered. They didn't talk about two days before that incident happened. There was a shootout at a hotel where two people got, just completely disappeared and the descriptions were given out they they rather not hear that story and they rather hear about the kid getting tasered which is horrible but if you what's the real truth behind it because apparently they they threw the got the cops bicycles they were throwing shit at the cops they were doing a bunch of stuff and then the cops confronted them and then sadly that transaction happened now right. well, I, you don't see that they're not going to show you the whole story they want to show you the part where fucking it's going to get people riled up My my issue is, is that we boil it down to a person's skin color of when it happens. And I understand people are like, well, it's got to be highlighted. Okay. I'm not saying that it has to, like, there's obviously a cop issue then it's not, it's not a race issue. It's a cop issue. I vape all the time on the boardwalk. I'm told to stop. I've had a gun pulled out on me before, not a taser, a fucking gun. Okay. All because I had to take a shit. I was fucking running. (laughs) That's the crazy part is like trying to explain, Hey, on a second. Like I just got a shit. I I don't actually have to shit anymore because you have done this. I did. did. (laughs) Um, But all jokes aside, like I've had a gun pulled out on me before. I've had a bunch of uh, crazy transactions with cops that are assholes. It's just cops that are assholes, but it's not the majority. I work at a gym. A lot of cops work out there. A lot of those guys do a lot for their community. They help out. They're people that like, I'm going to call this person, not going to call the cops. I'm going to call your personal line. And I want to talk to you because you are the most reasonable and they're good people, but nobody that doesn't get views. What gets views is the bad shit, but people want to see what, and I understand their perspective because they've seen everything on the news that makes it look fucking horrible. I was watching at the gym on the elliptical. I was watching uh, these just switch on the TVs. One was CNN. I look up CNN. First thing it was a guy, 24 year old kid getting shot down in the street by another kid and to a small child. And then his older sister was like, she grabbed him and threw him on the ground. Luckily they weren't hurt, but they shot the guy to death and they showed it on fucking CNN. And I'm like, holy shit, this is something you usually have to look up on YouTube. But now CNN's showing it. Fox will show the same thing in a different way. And I'm like, man, can we just understand like that was I understand the whole news thing, but I saw that and I got pissed off. Like, holy shit, is this fucking happening? Get scared a little bit. That's the issue is that people run with something and they don't fucking pay attention to all of it they don't understand it's warped to fit this person's bias and that's the problem with information it's too much i don't say anything on my show is fact you can state your opinions 100 percent, but these are just conversations these are just thoughts in the moment none of this is scripted this is just talking i don't choose my guest based on the color of your skin or whatever i choose on who's available who's going to give me an hour and it's hard when i ask someone to use their real name they necessarily don't want to use their real name i bet you so many of the people that you've offered to get onto my show you've told them to come on my show if they they were using an alias and they weren't on video they would fucking do it yep that's yep. the issue is i'm actually putting myself out here not because i'm a hateful person because i just want to have authentic genuine conversations if it's about furbies if it's about whatever the fuck you want to talk about i don't give a shit but people somehow will it into turning into this political thing because it's on your mind it's all it's all that's happening in this world right now is complete trash. And there's not a whole lot of good going on because a whole lot of good stuff that is going on does not get shown on TV. doesn't get shown when someone gives a person a ride to work because they spend every single day or when someone uh, 
whatever puts a large what about the cop who lost his dad and one of the cops that worked at the place walked the kid to school every day for a fucking year because the dude didn't have his dad to walk him to school because his dad was shot in like a giant fucking uh whatever uh high-speed pursuit or something like that the guy got out of the car and shot him nobody talks about that shit it's a sad story that gets thrown on facebook at one point but doesn't get on the news none of that shit does i'm just telling people i'm I want my best to people just to be honest. It doesn't mean that you have to go into political or anything. It just means be a person, have a conversation that I know everyone is capable of doing, but people rather fight rather than talk for some reason. People need drama. People like drama. There's this, this phenomenon in the world today. You know, Denzel Washington, there's a, 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 a like an excerpt on YouTube that I love to watch man of Denzel Washington's and it's where he kind of blasts the media about, you know, like if you watch or read the news, you're misinformed. And if you don't, then you're uninformed. And there's this rush now these days to be first in the media about stuff. It doesn't matter whether it's true, whether it's right. If you're destroying somebody's life, it doesn't matter if there's been facts checked. It doesn't matter. Just, Put the story out there. Put the story. Be first to the story. Cut the story. Cut the story. And then if it's not true, well, then lie about it later or make up something, you know what I mean, for why we said it or or whatever. But just put it out there. Blast, 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 blast. And it's fucking true, man. It's fucking disgusting. Fucking. It's, it's stupid that how many people are just like, I'm going to read this and that's the fucking fact of the matter. For example, you know, I hear about this thing all the time about the the war of the worlds that was broadcast on the radio in the thirties and how like all these people got in this mad panic and the New York times and Washington post produced all this fucking, you know, these, these articles saying that, that, you know, it was mass panic and mass hysteria. People were killing themselves and fucking all this blah, 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 blah. Well, here's the truth of the matter. Okay. I went back and did some research about this. And so during the time that Orson Welles broadcast war of the worlds, Less than 1% of the country was estimated to have tuned into that program, okay? So there couldn't have been mass panic in the streets and because there wasn't mass listening. Now, the reason why the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Miami Herald and all these papers carried these stories and ran with them was because this was the heyday of the competition between whether radio was going to put newspaper out of business or not. And the newspapers were like, oh, we have an opportunity here to print this story that is going to go before X amount of people because we still have viewers, you know, we still have readers and subscribers, but we're going to fucking put this spin on radio to make it look like radio was this bad thing. Look what happened on radio. There was no, you know, like some people just tuned in and they didn't have context because it's radio. And because they didn't have context, there was this mass panic and suicides and blah, blah, blah. But then like you talk to like these reporters or not talk to them, but like I read stories about these reporters who like were going through the streets looking for these instances of this happening and they couldn't find it because it wasn't happening. There was no panic during this time, you know, as was being reported. Um, so with the War of the Worlds, there was no evidence of any of this happening. And so we look at it and we're like, oh, hmm. So the newspapers who wanted to politicize something just turned and invented a story about something that was going on in the popular, like, in pop trend for that day. 
okay, this this media broadcast, and they just put their own spin on it, and everybody bought into it. Everybody, because you know that's like if you talk to people out on the street about that shit, man. Like if you talk to the next person that, that you have a podcast with about this very subject, about the war of the worlds and what happened during then, you know, and people will be like, oh, there was panic and blah. blah. Everybody that you ever ask about that will probably say exactly that because they haven't gone and done the research to find out that that's a hoax. What the New York Times did was fucking pull the wool over everybody's eyes in an attempt to discredit radio because of Orson Welles' broadcast. They found an opportunity and they exploited the shit out of it. And like, how is that credible? Since like, and then like, we take that as a credible news source today. Like you guys did this and have been doing this, obviously, you know what I mean? This is not like an isolated incident, but, and then they're, they're still considered to be a credible news source, but it's not, it's a, it's a, it's a drama source because everything's about entertainment today, man. I lecture part-time. I do guest lecturing. You've said at, it like 50 yeah. fucking times. So, dude, in the halls of the college that I attend and that I lecture at, they have these things called stress relief stations. And you, you know what it is? Too. Yeah. It's a motherfucking video yeah, game system. Tell me that. You said that last dude. time. Dude, oh, there may be people who were listening that didn't listen to the last one. So that's kind of why I'm going over this again. But edutainment, man, like education is not important entertainment is important well the issue is that i've been doing recently and i don't know i haven't really hammered out all the details i'm going to talk about it a little bit more but i've only talked about it i think in one other recording so the past couple of weeks i've been doing a social experiment of my own creation um and i'm not a scientist so it's coming from a 23 year old obviously it's going to have some flaws in it too um but it's mostly just trying to see one of five outcomes happens and this is why society just it, the community aspect of things is totally be cut off and it's basically i take something that you care about let's say let's take the general lee for instance and mm -hmm. you say like i i think it, i don't think it represents this i think it means this and i start fighting the other side and start you know we're that friends well yeah but yeah. we're we're friends and i would hit this aspect of things where you would either be like if I picked a topic that's uncomfortable to you on and with one of my I've done this to 15 people I did this to one of them and I said if I pick a topic that's uncomfortable to you you care about me so much Kelly I like to think you care about me a little bit where mm -hmm. you would want to keep this friendship there not want to end it so you would slowly shut down at the things that I'd said that you didn't agree with you'd slowly shut down mm -hmm. just to make sure you can maintain the friendship and hopefully it was just some kick I was on and I would get off of it the next day but then you start coming back for a week total and you realize that I'm not and I'm just this person that you didn't realize who I was so instead of just you know saying I don't want to be friends with anymore you just stop talking to me that's one of the five possible outcomes another possible outcome is you take a dig at the other person if you say something mm -hmm. that knows that's going to offend somebody which i said something to somebody knowing entirely like i talked about father's day was like flushing your fucking toilet like what i'm supposed to give you a day because you fucking did your responsibility of taking care of somebody based on a denzel washington movie which was when he's talking to his son i'm not your friend i'm your fucking dad you have clothes to wear yes do you have uh food to eat yes that's what i'm fucking here for that it's your responsibility so the father's day thing i brought that up he was upset and he immediately went you're exhausting and started attacking the character of who I was. Mm. And I just went with it. I'm like, yeah, I'm the kid from Omen. I'm a, I'm a devil child. And I was mm. like, I know I'm exhausting. I could be that sometimes. And um, then the conversation just stopped and there's been no response. That's another possible outcome. Another one is also just arguing instead of talking about it. And basically all five of these outcomes that I have 
picked. One gets picked every single time because it never leads to the enhancement of conversation. It leads into an argument. It leads into a slight. It leads to losing friendships. Anytime you talk to someone, it should be a back and forth conversation, understanding the other person's perspective to truly understand what your own is when you can truly let another one's in. This is the whole basis of this scientific social experiment that I've created in my fucking head that might sound good. I think it sounds pretty fucking damn well, but it's not a product of who you are as a person, the thoughts that you have or that it's the product of society starts basically taking your brain and scrambling it to the point you don't want to make new interactions because you're afraid of that inevitable outcome where they might not agree with you on some things and being wrong. It seems like you're wasting time. It's an eventual time thing that you're worried about is that you're trying to do as much as you possibly can. And if you invest some time into a relationship for you to see investing into it farther, where it goes 10, 15 years down the line, you want to make sure your priorities are set with this person. And if you see that you might have some disagreements instead of continuing the relationship, because you fear and it might inevitably end you choose to end it right there that's my whole social experiment and it's going pretty fucking to t of everything that i fucking said about where it's like the era of conversation is dying because nobody wants to hear another perspective when they're so in belief of their own so people that say they're truly open-minded mm-hmm. are you truly open-minded are you fake authenticating who you are as a person because you can get into an argument over one topic that's close to your heart and that's kind of the whole basis of this scientific thing that I feel like I figured out, but it might just be bullshit. I don't know. It's fucking I'm- genius, if you ask me. <laughs> it's fucking genius what you what you're sitting here saying is absolutely true, and people don't realize it, dude. I'm calling it but- Robertson's rhetoric. I'm stamping it right now in this episode. If somebody steals it and I don't have it copyrighted yet, I'm gonna be pissed. Right. Hey, well, you know what though, man? In today's digital age, because you just said it was copyrighted on digital format, it's this is like that's as good as a copyright. Let me say the date: so- 621 2021. At 7.51 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. 10.51 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> so you're absolutely right, man. And you, that, that, that's a genius experiment, dude. And, you're, you know, people experience this thing called cognitive dissonance. And the teacher that I, that I lecture for, that I guess lecture for most often, um, usually introduces me as cognitive dissonance um, before I even begin my my lectures, my, you know, whatever. He's like, you're going to experience this with this guy. And what cognitive dissonance is, for those of you out there in in the world who don't know, is that when you're presented with information that contradicts something that you already believe or hold to be true, your brain will automatically throw up a defense where it wants to shut down. Like it wants to like, that's my fucking experiment. So uh, so it's already made. God damn it. Well, it's not necessarily already made, it's, but there's a term for it. And so, but it is called cognitive dissonance. And it's where like you shut down, you'll either, you'll either like try and argue a point that's no and, and, and moot, even like against all the evidence in the world, because you already believe it to be a certain way. And then like at some point, like once like a person experiences cognitive dissonance, they can go into another like state after that, where they assess and analyze the information they were presented with and then can even change their view or or mindset on whatever it is that they believe to be true but that usually doesn't happen usually cognitive dissonance like that wall goes up and they're just like oh i don't want to talk to you you don't know what you're talking about you're wrong you read that in a book but where did you get your information from I got my information in school. So what you got your information from was somebody who parroted information, who parroted information, who parroted information for the last fucking 200 years since university was created in like 1800. And 
you know, you're being like all the information that you were being presented with is touched by things like the military industrial complex and the federal government, you know, it's, it has to all be like approved through the cookie cutter fucking through the, you know, the cookie cutter process. And so this is what you, this is what you believe. Well, to truly understand the whole point of like this thing that I was trying to do with this a social experiment, like, I was watching the milligram experiment. So I decided I wanted to make my own social experiment. Mm -hmm. That's the whole basis of it. I was just fucking nice. one o'clock in the morning, Facebook videos. <laughs> um, but the whole kind of point of all this was to show that like to truly open up a realm for discussion, you have to make sure that what you believe in isn't necessarily the end all conclusion. And a lot of people, they get defensive over something that they believe in, which is good. I'm glad that they do, but it's not really, there's not really a pass or fail to this. My buddy that shut down, that's the most passive way possible because it still means you care about the person, but you don't want to talk and you don't want to go down this road any farther, which makes it still technically a fail. There's really no rights and wrongs. It's kind of like you have to keep the open discussion and open growth for platform because you only truly stop growing when you start thinking you know everything. And that's why I say I know nothing. I know anything that I say is that might not be 100% fact. It's probably not 100% fact. Sometimes I'm just speaking off the top of my head. But I'm open to learning and I'm open to discussing things. And that's the main importance where you're going to start to see growth is when you know that what you believe in might necessarily not be the same perspective as another's. Father's Day, for instance, for some people means the most in the world because you are a parent. But to some, it's a horrible day because they lost their dad and now they miss them so much. Or someone that didn't have a dad. It does just another day to them. Another man's trash is another man's treasure. Another man's or another person's day doesn't exactly mean the same to another person dude there are two sides to every coin where's a there billion we talked about right you know well you know i like to think about it like if you if you uh if you think about it like a quarter or a 50 cent piece there are little ridges on the edge of that so there's more sides to that coin than just the two there are more perspectives that you can look at the world from on that coin besides just the two sides you can look at it from a valley or from a peak on a ridge or from any number. You know, there's like a hundred fucking ridges on that coin. So really it depends on which ridge you're in, what your perspective looks like. But to simplify it, I mean, there's two sides to every coin. There's two sides to every story and there's two sides to every truth. Now, you know, um, the best way to illustrate that is to have a conversation with somebody. And to ask somebody, ask two people, you know, one person standing on the left side of, of the street and one person standing on the right side of the street, what they just saw happen, regardless of what the incident was or the, the event was. And you're going to get two different stories because you have two different parallaxes, two different perspectives, and people who saw two different things, okay, even though they saw the same fucking thing. Um, <clears throat> but you're going to get a varied opinion on it. And you're going to get that with everybody in everything, it seems like, especially these days. There's like... There's no truth. There is no truth because it depends on how you view it. You know, like, like I know, view another perspective is not as seen as like a, something against what I believe in, but I see it as an enhancement for growth and an open area for conversation. When and that's see, the way it should be. Well, that, why is society tell us not? That's the whole point of the the test was to point out that a lot of the societal stuff is programmed to have you believing in this type of way where you have to be right and anybody that's against you is your enemy. It's not seen as a somebody trying to take something from you. It's somebody trying to help and sprinkle a little bit of information where you guys can maybe come across some common ground together. It's finding the fucking middle ground like that YouTube series. Well, 
Absolutely. And here's the interesting thing about that is that people don't often want to look at it from a different perspective. I do. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not able to, they're not, are they, if they are able to, they don't care. They don't want to. They're like, I want to be right about this. I want, you know, this is what I heard. This is what I know. This is what I believe. This is, you know, and it's Are you not, saying I'm like, an exception to the rules? So the aliens should abduct me first so they can save yes. me from this planet? Yes. Pick ah. me and you both. <laughs> there, there are some moments Wait, recently. You, if you get taken, bro, you better tell them to come back for me, bro, because I want the fuck out of here, too. There are some moments where I'm driving, like, recently, and I feel like this is the perfect moment for an alien just to suck me up into a saucer. I don't know what it is. It's just, like, the weird feeling in the air where I'm like, is somebody fucking watching me right now? Or, like, like a soup de straw, whatever the hell it is. So, you know, like, people keep talking about this disclosure thing, okay? Did you know that in the fucking stimulus package, there is a fucking stipulation I've said it that requires... thousand times, and it doesn't say aliens. It says unidentified, unidentified uh, alien phenomena or, or whatever. Aerial, aerial phenomena. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that mm -hmm. doesn't technically mean aliens. I have many thoughts on that, but we're not doing that this fucking episode. Well... <sighs> There's also apparently an app called the CE5 or something like that that you can buy for 10 bucks on your phone, and all you have to do is have love in your heart, and the aliens will come to you. Apparently, it oh, works. Yeah, yeah, that's some Stephen Greer bullshit, man. That's I'm not spending $10 even to find out mm -hmm. aliens. They can a buck. I don't even pay $1.50 for the bus. Fuck that. Dude, you know, here's the deal, man. You The fact that the government admits that there's a UATIP program or has been just UAP. Just, what? It's just UAP. UATIP. Uh, UAP. Uh, there's no, there's no T. It's just UAP. There's a, there's a UATIP program too. No, it's you're thinking UTI. It's UAP. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bastard. The Unidentified Aerial Threat Identification Program. UATIP. It's just UAP. I have many people that have written books. It's UAP. Go to UFO Damn Twitter. Me and you are going to fucking continue this after. This I like UTI is like everybody. The government has passed that If you have a UTI, you have to disclose it. It's like, <laughs> I fucking love it. Now, the fact that these programs exist is disclosure in themselves. Does the government spend $25 million to go out and investigate Little Red Robin Hood or Little Red Riding Hood or, you know, fucking no, they don't they don't spend money on fairy tales. So the fact like the, the fact that the U.S. government and Bigelow Aerospace um, do things like spend these massive amounts of money at Skinwalker Ranch in Utah to investigate it is disclosure in itself, man. Like there's obviously something there. There's obviously something they're studying. NASA studying places like Chaco Canyon. NASA's a space program. Why are they fucking studying Chaco Canyon? Why? Because there's some sort of correlation between out uh, there and down here. I'm not doing that this episode. There's been too many alien episodes recently. I got to get into some other stuff. Definitely. My All brain's right. becoming too much that. of like aliens are going to take everyone. I'm driving down the fucking road in a goddamn Toyota, and I'm fucking feeling like aliens are going to suck me up out of my fucking roof of my car. They're going to someday. Too much alien shit. Too much. I need to take a break. <laughs> I need to go back to my saltines, and I need to fucking relax. Yes. Hey, look, I got orange crackers. I got my orange cheese crackers. Oh, we got crackers, crackers on a table today instead okay. of muffin well, on a drill press. You want to shout out where people can find you and then eat one of your cheese crackers? Absolutely. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram at at rusty's underscore customs 
um pop on by i do mostly hot wheels stuff hot wheels related stuff but you know i'm always interested in having conversations um or talking about anything that you guys have heard or, or seen on the episode that uh that you may want to carry this on this uap um, i fucking looked it up i'm gonna look i i can't i'm on my phone i can't look it up right now i'm gonna find the uatip thing and send that to you look up look up uatip just just put in the letters and see what I'm you can with track infection uh it's unidentified aerial phenomenon. phenomenon. UAP. There's no T. You keep adding a T where there shouldn't it's, be one. Well, no, it's You're a child of like the 70s, bro. No, see, because there's a program called the Unidentified Aerial Threat Identification Program. Look okay. that up. UATIP. Look it up. I'm gonna end the podcast. That's what I'm gonna do. See, then. see what you're doing right there? You you're doing exactly you are shutting down. You don't want to discuss with me. The fact because it's the end of the show. There's no more to discuss. Uh, I never said I was above my own social experiment. I'm one of the five options.